Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. Call 877-499-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. So cancel the cable and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 877-499-MY-TV. Right now to sign up for packages starting as low as $24.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional installation. You control what you watch when you watch it. Record your favorite shows, pause and rewind live TV, even skip the commercials. Watch local channels too. At just $24.99, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call 877-499-MY-TV. That's 877-499-MY-TV. Cancel the cable, cut costs, and get more. Call now, 877-499-MY-TV. That's 877-499-MY-TV. Welcome, you're listening to Sports Econ 101. You know the show. It's where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Bruce McGowan, longtime radio sports personality. Today's show is going to be really special because we're going to have two guests. Who's our first one? We're going to talk to our old friend, Vernon Glenn, local television sportscaster, longtime Bay Area uh, sports icon who has been covering the Kevin Durant sweepstakes. Uh, not a sweepstakes, actually, the Warriors <laughs> signed him. So we'll get a first-hand look at that. And then Vita Blue will join us a little bit later on to talk some baseball, the former Giants and uh, Oakland A's great. Excellent. Okay, at each commercial break, we're going to ask a sports trivia question. We're going to be giving away a vacation to the first uh, email with the correct answer. Those vacations are not sponsored by the radio station, but by Lighthouse Resort and Marina, located about one hour northeast of San Francisco. Those vacations are free. They're only request a $100 cleaning fee to cover the housekeeping expenses. And uh, by the way, we got a new sponsor here. Paintball. You guys like playing paintball? I don't know. Vern, you ever play paintball? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, those things hurt, man, when they hit your skin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, but it's, but it's fun. I'll tell you. So, uh, if you go to the Sports Econ 101 website and click on paintball, they're giving us uh, the availability to give 85% off. So, $210 worth of tickets, which is six wow. all-day paintball tickets for only 30 bucks, And that includes the rental. I can walk away with paint all over my body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the best part is, we are a national show. These guys have hundreds of paintball uh, venues all around the country. Cool. So, uh, go to Sports Econ 101 and just click on the paintball. And then from there, just take it from there. All right. All right, so today's trivia theme is going to be baseball in the 1980s. You guys should be able to get these questions, I would think. And when we come back, Vern Glenn's going to join us again because uh, we're specifically going to talk about Kevin Durant joining the Warriors. I am so happy. Well, we're based out of the Bay Area, so naturally we are. Of course. Yeah. Now, if I was in Oklahoma, eh, maybe not so much. Not so much. And then uh, what, who else we got? David West, right? Yep, Dave yep. Westland, also Zaza Pachulia. Z- yeah, he's going to be a good one, too. Okay, stay with us. You're listening to Sports Econ 101. We'll be right back. Hi. 
How would you like to earn over 8% per year in your investment portfolio in a conservative investment that has been considered one of the best-kept secrets in investing? At Pacific Private Money, we are actually paying over 8%. Imagine what a mutual fund of low loan-to-value mortgages would look like. Well, that is very similar to what participating in the Pacific Private Money Fund is like because we own many loans in the fund that are actually less than 60% loan-to-value. It would be extremely difficult to find an investment that yields over 8% with this much collateral. We pay you monthly. Can you imagine earning more in one month than most banks are paying in one year? Of course you have questions about how we can deliver this. So call Pacific Private Money at 415-883-2150 and we will answer all of your questions. You can also visit us at PacificMoneyFund.com. Pedro Fernandez here. You might know me as the host of Ring Talk Live Worldwide, but this time I'm here to talk about that four-letter word everybody dreads, pain. If you have back pain or knee pain like I do, hey, you should know about the Health Alert Hotline. I'm talking about if Medicare is your primary medical insurance, and guess what? You can qualify for a back or knee brace or a shoulder brace for little or no charge. Anything to help me with the pain, hey, makes it more manageable, gets my attention, folks. I love the free delivery, and they take care of the paperwork for you. So if you have Medicare and need help for your back, ankle, knee, or shoulder, guess what? Give the Health Alert Hotline a call toll-free, 1-800-428-1570. 1-800-428-1570. You can qualify for a back or knee brace or a shoulder brace for little or no charge. 1-800-428-1570. The Health Alert Hotline. 1-800-428-1570. Are you wasting hundreds of dollars each year on contact lenses? Would you like to be able to see clearly again without reading glasses? Make the smart choice with IQ Laser Vision. Offering locations throughout California, Dr. Robert Lin and his staff at IQ Laser Vision have performed over 40,000 LASIK procedures. LASIK is also as affordable as your daily cup of coffee at less than $2 per day. See for yourself at IQLaserVision.com. That's IQLaserVision.com. IQ Laser Vision. Want to stay in touch with your favorite Sports Byline USA network hosts? Like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Sports Byline USA. You can also see the latest news in the world of sports, learn about upcoming contests and giveaways, plus catch up on guest info so you never miss a moment with the biggest names in every sport. Football, basketball, baseball, MMA, and more. No matter where you are in the U.S. or around the world, you can stay connected to the host and fans who love what you love. So check us out on Facebook and Twitter at Sports Byline USA. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. I'm again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. And Bruce, tell us again who's on the phone. Yeah, we got Vernon Glenn from KPIX, local television sportscaster, who is, as we speak, now this program is being taped, but as we speak, Vernon is on his way back from the Kevin Durant press conference, the newest warrior and the sensation of the uh, NBA right now, this this move to, to sign Kevin Durant. i got to ask you first, Vern, were you surprised that the Warriors were able to get this guy? Because there was a, a sort of a 50-50 chance he would stay in Oklahoma City. What was your read on the situation? I was very surprised. But then again, I, I, I didn't think they could get Andre Iguodala either, and they got him. Mm. So uh, so when I, when I heard it right around the 4th of July, I was like, wow, really? No, no way. And then the more I thought about it, and, and the more real that it became, it was... It was he, he was coming. Yeah. I mean, it's so, got. It's, it's so got to come I went, through, I went through a couple of days of shaking my head. <laughs> Today was the actual reality of it, and coming out of it, 
uh, I just I just can't wait for Halloween night because uh, that's when the showtime really begins. There you go. Well, you know, I, I haven't heard any of the interviews yet, but I, I got to think that he was just looking specifically at, you know, this is my just best chance for a ring. Basically, that, that's what it was. I mean, he was, yeah, he was, he was married to Oklahoma City for nine years, and for whatever reason, things change, and and he saw where he was not going to grow anymore, develop anymore as a player. The franchise wasn't going to develop anymore, and to, and to get what he wanted, which was a ring, uh, he had to leave. You know, and, and sometimes that's just kind of the way the way it goes. You you you, you grow apart, you become different, and and uh, and and you move on, and, and that's. And he was going to make ten. He was going to make ten figures no matter where he went. So you know, what's the difference between twenty million and thirty million or forty million, right? Well, I mean, when you're when you're when you're one of the elite players among a field of elite men, um, it, it, it real the, the, the money's always going to be there. I mean, this I don't think this really is about the money. This was about being happy and and being in an environment where. You could ultimately win. You know, the thing is, though, we can make an argument. Oklahoma City was on the verge of going to the finals. They were de- they had the Warriors down three to one on paper. That was maybe not as good a team as the Warriors, but you can make the argument. Geez, why he's, is he leaving an Oklahoma City team that is just, you know, almost at that point the same level as the Warriors? I guess a lot of it also had to do Vernon with with Warrior management and the players and just the whole environment of the Bay Area. Now. You could tell us better because you were at the press conference. Did he mention any of that or dissension in he, the ranks? Yeah, he, he mentioned the fact that when 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 he when he sat there, he was expecting you know, people to come in and just really kind of blow him away with presentations. Is that what he got? But something happened with the Warriors when they came in, and when the four primary guys came in, and he mentioned this specifically: Iguodala, and he mentioned the Splash Brothers, and he mentioned uh, um, Draymond Green. Uh, Draymond Green, yeah. when, when they came in, he was he was almost as if they came in holding hands. It just felt, <laughs> it just felt like a, a family environment from the jump. And 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 on his, his underlining thing that he kept pounding away in his whole press conference, start to finish, is that it, it, with them it was real and it was genuine. Mm. Yeah, that's the thing that that's, impressed me the most. Really, it, yeah, that's what really had him home. He he knew he he, he didn't really know those guys that. Well, but he was getting texts from those guys, mm. and there's a relationship that he had with Ron Adams, who's the defensive specialist of the team. He was with Ron Adams for two years in Oklahoma City. It was it was a comfort zone that he felt where he just knew in his mind that this had to be where he needed to be. Well, and it's always been uh, throughout the press about the uh, warm environment mm. of the of the Warriors. So family, it, family environment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you didn't have to like sell him on that. He could yeah. he could see that by himself. Well, and also, Vernon, relating to that, I was going to say, when I heard that the Warriors were sending a contingent of four players, plus Steve Kerr, plus Bob Myers, the general manager, plus, I don't know if Joe Lacob was there, but I mean, talk about a full-court press. I mean, I thought to myself, wow, that's almost overkill, but at the same time, it shows they really want him. He probably, as you mentioned, was impressed by the fact that they really, you know, it's almost like you're courting the beautiful girl. You're doing everything. You're bringing her the flowers. You're going to take her to the best restaurant. I mean, she's impressed, and he was impressed. Yeah, he was. It, it, it was. But then again, I mean, he he he, he said all of them, all of them were impressive, but but for whatever reason, it was, it was the comfort zone that he felt with uh, with those guys that mm. that really that really made up his mind. And uh, and and they told him to a man, hey, the, the way they treat people here, and and and, and the way that, that 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 they just ran things, it just just the, overall, it just it just felt right. Mm. So. So that uh, that that was pretty much that was pretty much it. They did the dog and pony show. They did the jersey presentation, 
and uh, and then that was it. Mm. The cars actually went, went, went a lot faster than I expected. Hmm. You know, it's funny. I, I've uh, always made comments about how you know a lot of these guys get overpaid and all that. And this is the one time I think in my life I've looked and I said, you know, I don't think this guy's overpaid. I mean, he really is that much of a superstar. Well, what is he getting? Well, is he, it twenty-seven million? And this, and this is the other thing that jumped out at me, guys. It, 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 he could have come in with, "Hey, I'm I'm Kevin Durant. I'm Durantula. I'm the superstar." Durantula. But, but, but I could not believe the humility that he had. Yeah. yeah. In his press conference, almost as if he was just like, like truly honored to be part of this organization. And he was brought up and the that, right and that, way. That, 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 really, that really impressed me. Yeah, that's the thing I noticed about him. Whenever I saw him being interviewed, or after the games during the uh, the playoffs and the semifinals in the Western Conference Finals, actually was the humility, and it's almost like he's soft-spoken, and I think that's one of the reasons the Warriors also went after him, not just because he's a great player, but because they know that he's not going to have that ego problem. He's not going to disrupt the balance. He'll just augment rather than detract from what they already have. He was very respectful of the fact that this was Steph Curry's team. He even mentioned it, the fact that, that, that he just wanted to make sure that you guys really wanted me to be here. And, uh, and, 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 they, and they reassured him, said, no, 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 you'll You'll be fine. You'll be with us. We'll make it work, however it is, and and uh, and, and 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 that was it. And don't worry, you'll be a starter. <laughs> right. Yeah, you don't have to worry. We got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I understand we'll, he signed. We'll get, a, we'll get a little barometer of it, uh, uh, a little bit in these in these in these Rio Olympics because he's playing, and then and then the two oh, Warriors right. playing. So you'll yeah. see the best of the starting five. I was going to say. Together. I was going to say he also. Maybe a lot of people might know this. Maybe they don't. You know, he signed. I think a two-year deal worth fifty-four million. Is that right? So it's twenty-four million with a, with a player option for the second year. Second year, but he has. Now tell me if I'm wrong, Vernon, because you probably know this better than I. I think he has a ten-year deal. He's in the middle of a ten-year deal with Nike for I think something like three hundred million. Is that right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, yeah. he's not. Money is important, but it's not. You know, it's more of a respect thing. But with a guy like Durant, I think, like you said before, it's probably the chance to play immediately. You know, not next year, or not two years or three years, maybe with Oklahoma City, but immediately next year. Well, and also, knows. I was wondering about was there any dissension in the ranks? Because you know, I don't, the last... think, I don't think in Oklahoma City there's yeah. that much dissension. There's been some talk, and Vernon, maybe you know, maybe you've heard some things. The Westbrook is a little bit of a divisive character, but at the same time, I think he Durant is a kind of a guy who always got along well. Billy Donovan has a good atmosphere there. That's why I was a little like you. I was a little surprised he left Oklahoma City because that's a team on the on the upswing with a great coach, great front office, great fans, and, and a good core. Well, we're not there every day, man. That's we're not true. there in and out. We're not uh, we're not there practice day to day. We 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 have no idea what it's like to walk in those shoes. Yeah. Uh, with, with with that organization. Very um, true. But and 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 we have yet to really publicly hear much from. From Russell Westbrook, I, 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 that's what I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting yeah. here. Yeah. I want. I want to hear <laughs> truly what he thinks. I don't think he's too uh, happy, but I think he also understands that his buddy is doing the best uh, for himself. Sure. And he, I don't think he holds it against Kevin, but he's probably not happy about you know. Wow, where am I going to go next year? You know? Yeah. And I got to say, I'm very, right. I'm very, I have you know? personally, I'm very happy that Bogut and Barnes are gone. <laughs> Bogut and Barnes, and also yeah. Festus Azili is going to be well, gone. Going to a lot because they're, they're both going to be in Dallas. Yeah, yeah. Very, very different. I mean, because I can't meet Barnes had a contract for ninety four million. Yeah, for I mean, four years. Well, that's that's sixteen million a year. Yeah, you know? but you know, but well, you're you're going based on what you saw on the. Play. 
playoffs. Yeah. You, didn't, you didn't see the whole body of work. No, but I mean, I, I was but, watching the whole season. You know, he, he definitely was good at three-pointers at the end. Large you know? part of the season, he was hurt. Yeah, he wasn't playing at, at full strength. There were a lot of guys beat up. Well, Vern, that, hey, man, I really appreciate you being with us here yeah. today. Anything else to add to the uh, conversation before you get back to work? Well, I, I, I thought at first, you know, they would lose eight free agents. They ended up losing five guys that, that, that we that, as, as we record this segment. So uh, stay tuned, because uh, that, that whole bench is going to have a whole different face. There All right. Go. Thanks, Vern Glenn from KPIX. P-I-X. Yeah. Good, good talking to you, Vern. All right, buddy. All right, man. All right. All right. So, good guy. And, uh, boy, what a movie. And we, met, we didn't mention even, the, you know, these are not big names, but Zaza Pachulia, pretty yeah. good. He could start. He's a good rebounder, big guy. Yep. And then also, of course, you pick up uh, David West, a veteran and who was if a— they got Scott Adams, that's all they'd need. Uh, yeah, pr- uh, Place Bogut. Yeah. Okay, here, here we go. First trivia question. Who was the National League home run king in half the seasons of the 1980s? Oh, all right, stay with us. Sports Econ 101. We'll be right back. Tired of calls, levies, and liens from the IRS or hiring others who don't get the job done? Call Wall and Associates and you'll never talk to the IRS again. The IRS has a program to eliminate tax debt and Wall and Associates professionals are trained to maximize its benefits for you. You always speak with a live person with real support and real knowledge. We've helped thousands of taxpayers like you settle their tax debt with the IRS for a fraction of what they owe. We solve tax problems. Call Wall and Associates now. 800-480-5708. We have the professionals who know how to solve tax problems. If you owe money to the IRS, your tax problems are not going away by themselves, and the passage of time will only make matters worse. Act now before it's too late. Call Wall and Associates right now to speak to a professional tax relief agent. Call 800-480-5708. That's 800-480-5708. Again, 800-480-5708. Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti-lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400. Truth is, once your manufacturer's warranty runs out, it's all on you. Every last cent. Get protection for covered repairs with a vehicle service contract from Toco Warranty. Unlike other companies, with Toco, there's no down payment, and the monthly payments are really affordable. Not sure how long you're keeping your car? At Toco, you can pay as you go. Keep your hard-earned cash and call Toco Warranty right now at 800-222-2313 to save big money on covered auto repairs. Prices vary by vehicle, but for about the cost of a tank of gas per month, a Toco plan has your back on expensive covered car repairs. Monthly payments are very affordable. Get your free quote now. Call Toco at 800-222-2313. That's 800-222-2313. 800-222-2313. Cancellation fee may apply. Subject to eligibility. Not available in Missouri and Washington. Waiting period and deductible apply. Coverage provided and administered by Warrantech Corporation or its affiliates. Not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership. Visit tocowarranty.com for complete terms and conditions. This family is at home, but they won't be answering the door. They know that the pounding on the door is a process server from the court waiting to hand them foreclosure documents. So instead of enjoying the home they worked so hard to afford, they sit hiding in the dark. Mom, what was that? 
but it doesn't have to be this way. This family can save their home, but they must act fast. Call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions at 800-274-7312. If you're being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, missed a payment on your mortgage, been a victim of a predatory loan, or are upside down on your home, it's critical that you call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions now. 800-274-7312. Allied State Foreclosure Solutions has an attorney in your area that will meet and speak with you. You can stop the foreclosure process, lower your monthly mortgage payments, save your home and your credit, but you must act now. Call 800-274-7312. 800-274-7312. Not available in all states. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. When we cut to the first commercial break trivia question, this was it regarding baseball. Who was the National League home run king in half the seasons of the 1980s? Okay, we got Vita Blue on the phone. He's our next guest, and I'm going to give him a chance to answer that. I I think I know the answer, but I may be wrong. Vita, do you have a you want to uh, venture a qu- or an answer on that one? What, what was the question again? Okay, so who was the National League home run king in half the seasons of the 1980s? All of the 80s? Uh, well, yeah, in, in half, I take half, half, half of them. Half of the 80s. Yeah. Okay, half of the 80s. I'm going to go with George Foster. Oh, okay. I'm going to go with uh, Dale Murphy. No, uh, Mike Schmidt. Mike Schmidt. Mike Schmidt. Ah, yeah. We both. Really? Vita, we yeah. were both wrong. Yeah, Vita played, of course, in the '80s, and I covered a lot of games in the '80s. And George yeah, Foster yeah. would have thought in the '70s. I, I, I didn't think of Mike Schmidt. I thought of yeah. George Foster. I thought of a Dave Kingman. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, he slipped in on that. It's got to be him. Yeah. Well, so it's a great pleasure having Vita Blue on. One of the the really fine pitchers of the 1970s was a big part of. Charlie Finley's uh, three-time American League and Na- and World Series champion Oakland A's, Cy Young winner, MVP in 1971 at the tender age of 22. Vida, you, you and then of course you had, you had a, a fun time with the San Francisco Giants, and now Vida works locally in television and does some radio work as well, covering the San Francisco Giants. And you know, I, I want to talk about the the All Star Game, Edward, and I want to talk about that with you as well. But I got to ask okay. you, I got to ask you a little bit about this uh, San Francisco Giants team because Vadi, you're seeing them a lot, you're covering them a lot, and you know, outside of Johnny Cueto and Madison Bumgarner, they have some good players. But you look at their record as we speak; they have the best record in baseball, and they have half their guys on the disabled list. What what's going on with this team? Why are they playing so well? I don't know. I didn't see that coming either. Uh, of course, injuries are part of part of the game, and uh, you know, they had some key players go down. Duffy, Panic, and, of course, Hunter Pence went down. Sergio Romo has just gotten back from rehab. Uh, Matt Cain has been, been on the DL. I don't know. I'm amazed that they can make the call to Sacramento and sign a guy to plug in at third base or second base or first base or right field. Uh, even behind the plate when Buster takes the off. And, and, of course, when you're filling in for Hunter Pence or Joe Panic or, uh, or Duffy, you just go out there and make the basic plays. And I think... Uh, that's all Bruce Bolch has asked of his guys. He's not putting any more pressure on him to, to be a superstar. Just We just need you to go and play third base, and that's what they've done. Mm-hmm. And, and it's amazing that the culture of, of the Giants is a, where, you know, when they bring a guy in from Sacramento, they sit him down and say, look, we don't want you. It's still baseball. It's the same baseball that you played when you were in Sacramento, when you were in San Jose. So just go out there and play the game the way you know how to play it. And give us your best effort, and and I think guys have gotten to relax, but I also think guys know that if they're doing their thing in Sacramento, and someone gets hurt, 
they will not hesitate to call you up and put you on the Sacramento Express, as I like to call it, <laughs> and get get them into that lineup. And uh, the, the one problem that I think they've been exposed to over the last week or 10 days is middle relief. And uh, they have some young guys that are coming in in key situations where a lot of times they determine the outcome of the game. And uh, a couple of times in the Oakland series, they didn't get the job done, of course. Uh, a couple of, I think it was uh, Monday night's game uh, on the 4th when uh, – um, Madison Sharp, they uh, came in and, and uh, did not get the job done. But all in all, they still have a, have the best record in baseball. I, I think they like being under the radar. And they don't make a big deal out of the fact that they are where they are in, in the standings either. It's interesting. You know, Vita, uh, for those that are younger and don't remember this, or maybe you do have <laughs> vague memories of it, Vita is one of those rare guys who played not only for the A's and starred with the A's on some great teams, but also had some legitimately very solid seasons in San Francisco. I can't think of another player who starred with both teams and, and achieved as much uh, notoriety and success. And what was it like, Vita, for you going from the American League where you had been a dominant pitcher and all of a sudden, and I guess it was in 77 or 78 when you came to the Giants, things were kind of going south for the A's, but things were starting to, to pick up for the Giants. But you were going to a new league. What was that like for you as a young man in, in, your, in your late 20s? Well, it was a, a true test for me, as you mentioned, Bruce, coming over from one league to the other. You know, they talk about the strike zone was different, that it was a lower strike zone in the, in the National League versus the American League, you know, which was a bunch of hooey. You know, a strike is a strike is a strike. A ball is a ball. I always thought the American League had the lower one. <laughs> but, uh, well, the one thing that, for me, coming over from one league to another, well, more specifically coming from, from Team A to Team B, you still have to prove yourself to these guys, you know. They still had a good young team in Montefusco. Bob Neff was there. I know they still had Randy Moss and Gary Lavelle out of the bullpen, a left and right uh, combination there. And they had a good young team, and I was just another piece of the puzzle that, that we made a pretty good run in uh, in the uh, 78 season. Of course, we set what what became a the uh, all-time attendance record, which was only like 900,000, but... We caught the imagination of the Bay Area, and uh, it was a pretty good one. Yeah, but you were the one of the only ones who had a ring, or yeah. two. <laughs> I bet you the other were the other guys coming up to you saying, "Vida, show me, show me your ring. We want one of those yeah. things." No, they we. You know, the problem was a lot of guys had not been in, on winning teams, even in the minor league, and of course, my success with the A's coming over, having won three in a row. We just didn't. They didn't. We didn't know how to. We didn't know how to close it out, and uh, we had an eight-game lead. Uh, going into September, and of course, uh, the, under the, that old alignment, you played at home and home in your division. And during that time, San Diego and Houston, Atlanta, uh, Cincinnati were all in the Western Division. So we go from eight games out, uh, uh, eight games lead to the 14 games out. So it's like a uh, eight game, uh, eight game swing. I'm sorry, we were six games ahead. We end up going eight games out. So it was like a 14 game swing there. And Cincinnati and the, well, I'm sorry. Leapfrogging us, leading us in third place, and of course the dreaded Dodgers won the division in seven eight. Uh, yeah, it was a good run for us. And we again, they had a great young team, and I don't think they realized how good they were. Man, you got to mention Jack Clark. I mentioned Bob Neff, but you talk about Larry Hernandez, who was pretty solid hmm. in the yeah. outfield, and a young Terry Whitfield that was doing his thing, and uh, they just didn't know how to win. And uh, it's 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 unfortunate that they've had some great teams in the San Francisco uh, uh, baseball, but uh, none have gotten the job done like these current crop of players that they have now who have won 
Three out of the last five. We're going on six now. So, yeah. and they own it. They own a pretty good run. So, go, going on to the uh, All Star game, what, what do the Cubs have? Like five starters? <laughs> Something. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, or you wonder now when you were playing? Did they? Was it the same way they stuffed the ballot box? I or is think it they different? Did. Yeah, I think you would take those ballots home and take an ink pen and just punch them out, punch them out, punch them out. And, I mean, you would have you would have parties. I've heard of people <laughs> inviting folks over, and they grab a handful of those things from the ballpark and just sit there and point out certain names and pass it on to somebody that's point out another. And they stack them up and, and turn them back in. But we know for a fact that the, the All-Star game is a popularity contest, and rightfully so. And the game is in good hands with some of the great young players. Uh, speaking of the Cubs, they have a crop of young players that are just off the chart as far as their ability goes. But, you know, the problem is collectively can they play as a team? And I think that's where the Giants have their edge with their young crop of players, that they buy into Bruce Kochi's, uh, uh method of, of playing baseball. We, we just need to, we need to win the game. The objective of the day is to win the game. I don't care how, but I prefer you to do basic fundamental baseball, make all the plays. Good pitching is, a, is another form of defense, but they make all the plays defensively. Uh, they're not so flashy, but they do basic stuff. And, of course, that one uh, – that last road trip when they went to Pittsburgh, uh, panic got the, the game-winning hit out of two of those three games, I think it was. Yeah. So you, you 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 think about the guys in that lineup, and you think about how you're going to pitch around the Posies and the Crawfords and the Belts, but at the same time, you got to be aware of a cough. you got to be aware of a uh, you got to be aware of a panic when yeah. he was healthy or a panic. Sure. But uh, it, it's amazing that they have a, a, a real low-key attitude about what they're doing, and they've been very no, that, that, that's the inter- I'm sorry. That, that's the interesting thing about baseball is that even though it's it's kind of an individual sport, it's still a team game. Yeah. You know, especially, especially for and, double plays. They, they embrace it. I I didn't believe in all that we like each other stuff, but <laughs> I've you know seen seen living proof there. I think these guys really do care uh, for each other and, and care about what what happens to each other on and off. Yeah, you can't quantify you can't quantify that uh, any, any I I think it's so important that that chemistry thing. And yet at the same time you can have a team that doesn't maybe get along so well as you did in Oakland where there were a lot of little, you know, tiffs between players. Was it <laughs> Vita played it for those that don't remember, Vita Blue played at a time when there wasn't as much media, but the A's were the darlings of baseball. They won three championships <laughs> in a row. They were a, a, a monster team, but and, yet there were a lot of fights in that clubhouse. So what was going on? Weren't they on? underdogs in every one of them? Did I don't think they were in the in the yeah. third one. They might have been in the, in the second in the first one. They were against the and big we, red machine. We, yeah. we, we were good copy too, uh, Bruce. We, oh yeah, that was, we were good for some quotes. At least our owner was uh, <laughs> Charlie Finley. Had yeah. a guy named Reggie Jackson who was. He was a media darling. He, oh, yeah. he could fill the pages or fill the airways with, with quote up, quote up, quote. And I think he kind of took the pressure off of us. But I think situation with the Giants, you have manager Bruce Bochy, who never throws his guys under the bus. He takes a real laid-back attitude. And uh, I think it's a very pleasing environment for a young player to come up. Our guy that's been traded from, from a ball team over to the Giants, Come into that locker room, and, you know, the cut knew it up in the locker room, and I'll lay back the guys up. But come game time, they go out there and do their thing, man. Okay. So hey, hey, Vita, stay, stay with us because we want to hear some stories uh, when we come back uh, from, <laughs> from a break here. Okay, so here's our next baseball uh, question. And, Vita, if you know this one, don't answer it yet. We'll let you answer when we come back from break. Okay. What Phillies slugger, upon seeing Lake Michigan for the first time, asked, 
Well, what ocean is that? <laughs> the first email with the correct answer is wow. going to win. <laughs> first uh, email with wow. the correct answer is going to win a free three-day, two-night stay at the Lighthouse Resort. Email edward at sportsecon101.com. The answer to this question, what Philly slugger upon seeing, seeing Lake Michigan for the first time asked, well, what ocean is that? All right, don't touch that tile. Sports Econ 101 will be right back. <laughs> Imagine your child cannot hear or speak. What do you do? Where do you go? Weingarten Children's Center provides innovative and effective services to children with hearing and communication difficulties. Support our programs by attending the second annual Chili Cook-Off at the San Jose Flea Market on Saturday, July 23rd, where one of last year's contestants went on to win the World Champion Chili Cook-Off. Taste delicious chilies while helping our children. Learn more and support today at listenspeaklearn.org. Join Sail Now for a day of sailing, blue skies or fog, good company and fun on the beautiful San Francisco Bay. The company sails out of the North Bay mostly on weekends and you can enjoy a picnic lunch on Angel Island depending upon which cruise you choose. Several different opportunities to sail are available, anything from short or long day cruising to basic lessons to more classes and workshops. And they typically have a maximum of four people on the boat www.salenow.com or 650-619-6896. Invest in some fun this season with this deal from Paintball Tickets. With the largest network of paintball fields in North America, Paintball Tickets is committed to bringing you high-intensity fun for a fraction of the cost. With the purchase of your paintball tickets, you'll receive free admission and equipment rentals to some of the most played-at paintball parks nationwide. And by partnering up with like-minded, safety-conscious paintball fields in thriving markets across the nation, we've ensured there's always a field close to home. These tickets, which can be purchased in bulk, are designed to fit the needs of every skill level, from casual observers to weekend warriors. This adrenaline-inducing sport is perfect for birthday parties, corporate team building, or a casual outing with friends. Make the right choice for your wallet. Get in on the fastest-growing action sport with this deal from Paintball Tickets by going to sportsecon101.com and clicking on the Play Paintball button. Hi, Sports Econ 101 listeners. I'm Edward Brown. You know me as the host of the show, but you may not know that I work with individuals getting them the least expensive term life insurance policies around. Don't be fooled by the ads you hear on TV and radio. It's always best to work with someone who's completely independent. That's where I come in. If you email me at edward at sportsecon101.com your name, your age, and how much insurance you want, I'll run the numbers through my software program and let you know the least expensive policy around from among many of the top insurance companies. Again, I'm totally independent, so email edward at sportsecon101.com for your free life insurance quote today. Why pay more for life insurance than you need to? I can get you a guaranteed policy where the low premiums are fixed anywhere from 10 to 35 years. So email edward at sportsecon101.com right now for your free life insurance quote. That's edward at sportsecon101.com. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. 
Second trivia question. What Philly slugger, upon seeing Lake Michigan, Wright is already laughing at this one, yeah. upon seeing Lake Michigan for the first time, asked, what ocean is that? And it had to be in the 1980s, right? Yeah. How did, how did he see Lake Michigan? Did they go to Detroit or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I'm going to guess... Now I'm going to guess Greg Luzinski. Uh, no, no. but uh, he, he was a Philly I'm slugger. Gonna, I'm going to go with. Uh, I'm going to go with. Uh, uh, <laughs> Who I'm going to go with. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know who would. Okay, I'll, I'll give you a hint. Okay. All right. Uh, think of the All Star Game uh-huh. in the '80s uh, against what, what Randy Johnson. Randy Johnson didn't pitch in the, no, the All Star no. Game. John Crook. John Crook. That Crook. is correct. Remember that? John Crook's a bright guy. I know. I guess he's geographically challenged. <laughs> well, unless he's Yogi Berra's uh, I was gonna say, did Randy, son. That's right. Randy Johnson, I keep forgetting, he yeah. did pitch in the 80s, yeah, didn't he? Yeah, remember, did he, he threw the pitch against uh, about behind his head? Yeah. And then they yeah. sort of had a teasing looking back at yeah. each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, uh, he got up and got in the batter's box right-handed. Yeah. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was at that. I was actually covering that game. Well, Vita Blue played with the Oakland A's when Charlie Finley, the skin flint owner who always fashioned himself as a ge- baseball genius, and you have to give Charlie credit. He's, he certainly had some help from his scouts, but – he signed some of the, you know, that Oakland team was basically made up. It was made up almost entirely of homegrown products. What, Vita, what was it like playing for Charlie Finley? Because he was kind of an irascible, uh, unpredictable kind of an owner. Bruce, you've had your uh, encounters with that man. Uh-huh. <laughs> Actually, no, I didn't. You know, I, I didn't start covering uh, baseball until about 1980, and he was just checking out. But I, I, I did talk to him on the phone once. Ed, I'm going to respect you guys, and I know you run a just a family show. It sounds like <laughs> a very wholesome show. Yes. I won't I won't get into details, but Charlie Finley was he was he was tough to work for. He he knew a lot of baseball. He put together some great teams, and uh, and he just didn't want to pay no everybody. All those times we went in the uh, those five divisional titles and three championships in a row. Uh, we, I think we might have been low on the scale as far as our payroll went. but uh, hasn't changed. He, he knew how to dangle a carrot in front of us, and he kept us hungry. Now because each and every year you were going out trying to prove to him that you were worthy of the of the $5,000 raise that you got from him. <laughs> well, that's righteous bucks. It's the old, what have you done for me lately, right? He might be being generous <laughs> by saying five grand because yeah. he didn't pay yeah. nobody. He didn't pay the black players, the white players, the Puerto Ricans, the Jews, the, yeah. the Italians. He treated you all like dogs. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't matter what color or what race or what, you know. Yeah. Well, did, did he actually say, um, hey, what have you done for me lately? That was last season? Uh, he treated us all like poop. I'll say it like that. There you go. There you go. Well, yeah, you know, it's poop, interesting. Vi- Vida was on the cover of Sports Illustrated a couple times, and one of the times I remember seeing him, it was when he was holding out, and it said, Vida Blue, plumbing executive, because you were literally sitting out the season. You were going to work, I think, for a plumbing company? Or was that just a big, a lot of noise that the media was making? Yeah, uh, yeah it was It was something that we talked about, doing. but let me tell you, Bruce, I want to play baseball. That That's I was born and raised to play baseball, and I was given the chance to play baseball, and I wanted to play baseball. But it was a young guy that was just learning the, the, the other side of the game. And the business side of it, I didn't like because it, it can be a very ugly thing. Uh, mm. Talking about people's livelihoods, and uh, we're talking about dollars and cents. And, and that's, we play the game because we have the ability to do it, but we also know that you want to be paid for your time and services. And uh and that, that's the part about it that I didn't like and don't like it now in post-sports period. Just, mm. a, just a nasty thing that uh, that has to happen. But guys have to stand up for what they believe.
season and uh and look at look at Dwayne Wade today in the NBA. I mean, he leaves to go leaves Miami to go to Chicago. I mean, a great Dwayne Wade who has been off what thirteen seasons with with the uh, Miami Heat. Of course, he had LeBron and they won the championship. But now he's got to decide. You know, do I stay in Miami and and do uh, and um, of course Miami has decided. Do we want to invest money in a guy that that on the last leg of his career? Uh, probably not going to have close to the but he still has a lot left to take. So that, that's the side of the of pro sports that I didn't enjoy. And even to the day, I still don't enjoy that part of it. Well, Vita, let me ask you, because you know, now you're you're back on TV doing, you know, commentating and stuff like that. But when you left baseball, what did you do right afterward? Well, to answer that question, I got married. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that, costs, that, that costs money. That doesn't I, make you money. Yeah, I remember you got married at Candlestick Park, too. <laughs> yes, I did. I yeah. got yeah. on the pitcher's mound on Saturday. Before, well, you before, know, people, before a game. Yeah, people ask me how much does it cost to get married. I said, I'm still paying it off. <laughs> it's 27 years. <laughs> it never yeah. ends. Uh, I remember that day very well, though, because I was covering the Giants at that time, and, and I think the marriage took place before the game, and, and it was a big crowd on hand. It was kind of cool. Yeah, so, yeah it, was, it was fan appreciation day, and uh, the guy set up the bats in my bride uh, <laughs> at that time. Uh, Peggy, we walked through the bats, and uh, we made a uh, – Made a big splash, man. It was a lot of fun. And uh, we had the horse-drawn character. And uh, that's how Mario Aliolo has that on his resume. That's one of the most proud. Oh, is that right? It was Mario's idea, huh? He talked about that. Yeah, because I, I proposed to her at an old time escape at the Oakland Coliseum. Oh. And the A's uh, weren't willing to, uh, to uh, host my uh, bride-to-be and myself and have our wedding at the costume. So I asked Mr. Lewis, and uh, he said, no problem, and the rest is history. Wow. It's interesting. I always say Vita and I have one thing in common. We both kind of wooed our wives at sports events. My first <laughs> official date with my wife, I took her to a Giants game, sat in the uh, in the booth where the TV cameras are, and there was a, a weeknight game of Candlestick Park in July, and it was freezing, and the wind was blowing, but we were nice and comfortably ensconced in this little booth, and my wife thought, well, this is kind of cool. I'm getting to sit in the booth in the best seat in the house. I'm not a big baseball fan, but here's a nice guy, and that was kind of my that kind of got me in the door with her. Twenty two years later, she's wow. still putting up with me. I must have done something right, Vita. Yes, yes, we did, Bruce. And I've met your wife, and she's a lovely lady. Yeah, I lucked out. Congrats to the both of you for having each other. Oh, and we're very lucky. And Edward here is. How long have you been married now? Yeah, uh, this October will be twenty seven years. I, I don't know if I was born first or married first. It's been so long. <laughs> well, I got to ask you. You know, back to nineteen early seventies, the the first A's championship to me was always the most special because it was the first for the Bay Area in pro sports. And it was also done without Reggie Jackson. Reggie had, for those that don't remember, Reggie tore his hamstring scoring the winning run in the American League Championship Series at Detroit. So you went into that series an underdog without your big slugger, and you won four one-run ball games, and your pitching won three of those four games in Cincinnati. Yeah, a, a great Cincinnati team with, with Ken Griffey and Geronimo and uh... – Johnny uh, Bench, Bench, yeah. Rose, and Joe yeah. Morgan, and uh, but our, our pitching uh, rose to the occasion, of course, with Catfish Hunt and Raleigh Singer, yeah, and uh, Gene Dennis got hot at the right time, and he hit those four home runs, yeah. and uh, he was a he was an expert in, in in the whole process. Gene, there, but Gene Tennis, he's talking about. Yeah. But the, yeah. the, the, the first the first championship was all was, at least to me was the most special one, like you mentioned, Bruce. The first time you accomplish something like that, it it, it leaves a good taste in your mouth. 
But of course, we went back to, uh, in '72 and, and was lucky enough to, uh, to beat the New York Mets, who I thought matched up a lot better than than Cincinnati did because the Mets had pitching. They had uh, Tom Seaver and Cooper. And, and when they still had Willie Mays. Willie Mays' last game was played in Oakland, actually. You know, what the, you know my, my favorite moment of the 72 World Series was Raleigh Fingers uh, through, uh, pitching to Johnny Bench, and it, it was supposed to uh, be uh, a ball. A, a, ball. Well, yeah, ball it was four, yeah. a ball four, right? And uh, um, I guess it was Gene Tennis, right? He was yeah. catching at the time, yeah, and he yeah, gets yeah. back into the squat, and and Bench just he's frozen. Yeah, because it was supposed to be an intentional and, and, walk. And in that was fairness, awesome. the Bench handled that pretty well. He could have argued and said, "Hey, wait a second, that, but it was perfectly legal, yeah. I guess. Yeah, Didn't that's that, true. And and only a Dick Williams managed team could come up with something like that. I didn't <laughs> know that they were going to do that. Yeah, you mentioned Dick <laughs> Williams. That that guy to me was one of the best managers in baseball. Very complex person. What was he like, Vida? How did you get along with uh, Dick Williams? He, he was. I got along with him because I did my job. Bruce, I kept him off my tail. So <laughs> <laughs> he, he he was tough but fair. He's one of the few. Might be the only manager. I always call him the skipper. You know, yeah. that name that you have for your manager. And any time I saw Dick Wood, I always called, "What's up, Skipper?" <laughs> and uh, but he's the only guy that I've referred to as as the Skipper. And uh, he wanted to let you know that he was in charge when he walked in the room, uh, especially uh, uh, during baseball season. He would get your attention. He would he would get in Reggie's case, Catfish's case, anybody. What he and, and it wasn't tough love. He was just letting you know that he expected more out of you, and now you better get your head out of your cushion. Well, someone like Reggie, who played all the time, is one thing. But like for you guys who are pitchers, you know, you're in every four days or five days, and and so it's a little different, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But but he still expected you to make you know good decisions on the mound. You know, he hated guys giving up two out singles. He hated yeah. two out. I mean, two strike singles. Hmm. Yeah. And I think he there might be yeah, a, a fine bucket somewhere with about eight or ten thousand dollars in it because he would find anybody. <laughs> When you made a bad pitch with two strikes on, you're like, man, yeah, you got your attention. You didn't have to try to make the perfect pitch when you, when you're heading the count, and uh, you you learn how to uh, have a little bit more deception and, and and make hitters chase pitches out of the strike zone. That is the art of pitching at its best. You know? Yeah, Vita Blue, of course, uh, was an outstanding. He broke in in, in such spectacular uh, fashion in 1971, winning both the Cy Young. And uh, the MVP and, and Vita had this amazing ability to just ramp up that fastball and fire it in there. And, and one thing about you, you stayed pretty healthy throughout your career. You didn't have uh, any arm problems. But it was interesting yeah. to note in '72, I believe you came in in relief in the World Series a couple times and, and acquitted yourself oh, pretty yeah, nicely, that's didn't right. you? Yeah, I think it was in '72, Bruce. I, I might have might have got up, and uh, I'm not don't remember if I got in a game or not, but. Uh, I did. Uh, hey, man, when you when you're that close to winning a championship, you do whatever it takes to, to sure. get the job done. And uh, it's like Madison when, You know, when when yeah, when the manager says all Randy hands Johnson. on deck and pitching staff by committed, that means that you grab your glove and put on your metal spikes and go down there. And if you get the call, you got to go out there and give them what you got, man. I, <laughs> and I uh, I was always uh, happy to do that because I loved doing what I was doing. You know, <laughs> Vita, what? Um, what did you throw what, in the mid nineties? Uh, yeah, you know ninety four, ninety five. Oh, okay. But I learned to uh, learn to, to uh, throw the two seamers with gaining a little bit more movement. Yeah, and uh, just having a natural tailing on the fastball like a lot of left handers do. Yeah, it's I, 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 equal, 
my equalizer to right in the batter. So I was okay. so fortunate. Yeah, yeah I, t- I told so Billy. I was here to, to stay healthy, man. It was nice <laughs> to have good health. I, t- go. I told yeah. Billy Bean to, to keep me in mind because I could throw in the high 60s. Yeah, I figured that would throw people <laughs> off. <laughs> but well, it- you, you know, they, they, they have a pitch on, the, on each roster, and he may not know who he is, but most of the time the managers call this guy the mop-up man. Yeah. <laughs> He's the guy that when you, get, when you get up those eight runs in the first inning, and you let your starter pitch another uh, inning until, until his at bat comes up. By then, it's it's eleven to nothing. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you you put that you put that full out there, and you say we got, we need you to eat up some innings. It's, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's not a it's a thankless job that I would never like to have, but at least <laughs> you're pitching in the big leagues. It's interesting thing too about Vida. I don't know if our our listeners know this, but after he retired, you came back and did uh, actually helped out the Giants a little bit during spring training. And I remember traveling with the Giants a lot in the 1990s. And tell me if I'm wrong, Vida. I think you were on a couple of those trips uh, helping out as as a batting practice pitcher, weren't you? Well, I did that a couple of times for Dusty Baker. He was nice enough to let me tag along on a couple of road trips and. Uh, it's it's not something that I thought I could do every day, and I and I explained to him that I could give him some good batting practice, but like I'd have to throw like every other day, which which you know I need to uh, give a shout out to all the coaches on all these major league teams. Those guys throw every day, and sometimes they throw twice because guys want to come out early and hit, and uh, they'll throw some in the cage and. Uh, and, uh, yeah, hey, 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 hold, hold, hold on. Stay with us just okay, one second. Ahead. I got to quickly run to a quick commercial break. Okay, real, really quickly. Okay. Who signed with the Yankees in 1980 for over twice the amount George Steinbrenner paid for the franchise? Mm. Stay with us. Sports Econ 101. We'll be right back. Are you a business owner or an individual who owes the IRS? Then be prepared to write down an important phone number. Do you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes? Do you need to file back tax returns? Are you dealing with bank levies and wage garnishments? It's time to deal with your IRS problem today. Call Certified Tax Tax Representation now. Certified Tax Tax Representation, Inc. represents clients just like you in all 50 states. They will contact the IRS on your behalf the same day that you become a client, and you can become a client immediately. It's time for you to face your IRS problems. Think about how great you're going to feel when you're represented by a company who's an advocate for you, who knows the law, who also will contact the IRS the same day you become a client. Call today for your free, no obligation consultation. Call now, 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. Not all cases are typical and some may not qualify. The consultation is free and so is the call, so call right now. 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. Are you an inventor who would like to try to have an invention or idea patented and submitted to companies? But you don't know what to do next. Call for free information from InventHelp. InventHelp, a leading inventor service company, has been helping inventors since 1984 and has sales offices located in more than 60 cities nationwide. You'll want to talk to the company that has helped secure more than 7,000 invention patents. So call InventHelp. Even if you have an idea for improving an existing product and don't know where to go with it, you'll still want to call InventHelp for free information. 
You'll find out how InventHelp may assist you in trying to patent your invention and submit it to companies. So call now. Call InventHelp at 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. Get your free information by dialing 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. When you struggle with credit card bills every month, you're not just in debt. Debt is all around you. I see people every day that are on the brink. They're going to go over the edge, and at the bottom is bankruptcy, and we pull them back. At the Debt Helpline, we're experts at helping you resolve your debt problems and become free of debt. We can help you pay off your debt and give you one lower monthly payment that you can afford. You do get to consolidate your payments. You only have to worry about making one payment a month instead of making three or four or five. If you have 5000 10000 or more in credit card bills, call the Debt Helpline now for a free confidential debt analysis. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 800-957-6063. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. Here was our last trivia question. Who signed with the Yankees in 1980 for over twice the amount George Steinbrenner paid for the franchise? I think I know the answer, but Vadi, do you know the answer to that one? Uh, Dave Winfrey. Yes. Ah, that's what I was going to say. Very good. Yeah, very good. If we had the uh, applause meter here. Yeah. <laughs> the fans go crazy. And the crowd goes wild. That, that's the right. crowd goes exactly. wild. Well, Vida, thank you so much for... How much did he sign for? Uh, you know what? I don't have the figure here. I think I think he got something like three or four million a year for six years. I think it was like a twenty-four million dollar deal, which in those days was ridiculously high. Yeah, today it's nothing, you know. But in those days, that was a big deal. But can you imagine George Steinbrenner only paid half that for the franchise? Well, the, Gi- the G- Bob Lurie, when he bought the Giants in nineteen seventy-six, paid seven million dollars for that team. Seven wow! Million. Yeah, wow. and now, now they're worth like. What? A billion. Well, it's got to be yeah. worth a billion yeah. at this point. A billion at least. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Well, chump, chump change. Chump change, yes. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. Vida, thank you so much again for uh, joining us okay, on Sports Econ 101. Later, Bruce. Uh, okay. good, good talking to you, right. Vida. Vida, really one of the good guys in baseball. And it's fun yeah. because I, he's got one of those names that even the casual fan remembers, but yeah. he was such a impactful player during his brief time in the major leagues. And I say brief, he could have pitched longer, but he had some problems with – you know, bouncing around from different teams, and then he lost it for a while, then got it back. You know, yeah. some guys just can't maintain it for forever. But he's one, of the, a good one st- of the good guys in baseball. He is a, definitely a good guy. All right, we are going to cut out today. Here's our thoughts for the day. Don't run away from challenges. Run over them. I like, I like that. that. Don't I like you like that? that? Yes. And Derek Jeter, soon-to-be Hall of Famer, said, there may be people who have more talent than you, but there is no excuse for anyone to work harder than you do. That's true. Isn't that true? That is very true. All right. Tune in next week to Sports Econ 101. We're going to be discussing sports topics from a business perspective. We're also going to be giving away more free vacations for answering sports trivia questions. And again, go to Sports Econ 101 website and check on the box that says paintball. It's 85% off. You'll click on it. You'll see exactly what we're talking about. 
$210 mm. worth of paintball for only 30 bucks. Nice. And I want to say, uh, get a quick shout-out to all the American servicemen who may be listening from the Armed Forces Radio Network. Good yes. job, guys. Excellent. Okay, thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm your host, Edward Brown. We'll see you next week. Good night, America. So long.